Hey guys. I'm eating again. Was it the last episode I was like eating? While I was recording? That was so funny. To me at least. I'm clearly entertained by myself. Anyway, welcome back to another week of Imani Talks Astrology. This week, my love language is pushing the button. I just got off the phone with um, one of my cancer friends. It's really crazy. Whenever I talk to Cancerians, I just feel this activation and this push Um, that's like really indescribable it's just like well I don't I have all of the water I have a Pisces stelium and with Scorpio rising I have all the rest the water signs except cancer and so it's just like everything just becomes really 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 clear um when I talk to them and I have made an analogy about feeling like I need to push a button um or where I'm like nothing is moving nothing is happening and like I have one job and my job is to literally push the button isn't that really funny how like to report cord this podcast like I literally have to just push a button and I just wouldn't do it I just wouldn't do it I just didn't feel like I could I just also didn't really want to. <laughs> um but I did it awesome shout out to me um yeah and so and it's like I'm sitting in a room with a bunch of people and like we've all agreed like hey Imani you're gonna push this button and I'm like yeah and I like awkwardly smile and like make eye contact with everyone in the room and then they're like are you gonna push the button I'm like oh yeah the the button you wanted me to push the button yes we wanted you to push the button um and as you're listening to this or the day that you're listening to this or after days after when you're listening to this I have pushed the button um and i think with this you know we can point that analogy to a lot of things for some odd reason i'm thinking about like the nuclear football right for those in the united states who are familiar with you know like the briefcase with the codes they can like uh, the president can just like blow shit up right and i think that kind of falls into this theme Um, that you clearly can see in the title as we're talking about Pluto going direct this is not sustainable 
this is a conversation that has happened in a number of ways over the last couple of weeks. This is not sustainable. I'm pretty sure there's an area of your life where you're just like, this is not sustainable. This is not sustainable. This is not sustainable. And when something is not sustainable, it's time to change it. It's time to fix it. And in many instances, it's time to tear it down. Pluto is an interesting planet. There isn't a lot that we completely understand about the way that it works. Um, It was discovered really fairly recently, right? Um, And has also been like declassified in astronomy at least as not being a planet um but it carries its importance um in astrology uh and in mythology as well as we talk about like the Persephone myth um and just the whole Hades underworld kind of thing Right. Where it's like uh there's some intense themes that are associated with Pluto. Um and, and I guess I'll preface this conversation by talking about a lot of different things that I've seen. I wrote these things down somewhere. Maybe it's in my notes. Not that one. Mm. This last couple of, um, I don't know where I wrote these things down. These last couple of weeks, these last couple of days have been really intense. We've had the formal announcement of the House of Representatives finally deciding it's time to create a case for impeachment. Rudy Giuliani has been subpoenaed. I don't even know how to say that word. Um, What's that man... Rick Perry? Rick Perry is the energy... Oh, the irony. The Is the energy secretary... I don't, need, I don't even remember that that fucking happened. Um, and he's likely going to step down. Um, we just see, given this whole impeachment thing, a lot of people are jumping ship a lot of people are trying to save themselves because they know that they're going to go down too it's a really we have the climate crisis um 
the police officer who murdered um, Botham Jean is going to prison. We have, what else has happened? Greta, um, for, oh yeah, Forever 21 is going bankrupt. We work had filed to go bankrupt, right? There's a lot of different things, you know, just the environmental crisis because it was UN week last week in in was it last week? Yeah. Oh my god, I was on vacation. Um in 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 New York, right? And so it's just a number of different outcries that the existing system structure is not sustainable. I've seen and heard lots and lots of conversations about money in my own life and also just through other people as well. We'll talk about that in a second. I, this is something that I did not even think about that's incredibly important to touch on. Um, to touch on uh, as as we talk about the Pluto going direct. We're going to revisit the chart. I know we talked about it a bit in... Um, the Libra season episode, but you know, here we get that in-depth look. Sorry, eating matcha tea, pudding bites, and they're like covered in coconut. It's so delicious. Um, I love matcha. Should I be eating this at this time? I'm gonna be up. Oh my god. Okay. Um. Yeah. Mm. So I apologize if some of the things that we talk about seem repetitive. But the idea is this is not sustainable. So think about where that idea exists within your life right now. Think about it in terms, especially in terms of like solar. But also, oh my God, I'm just, I'm analyzing this on every single level for myself, sun, moon, rising. Hold on one second, I'm going to sneeze or I'm not going to sneeze. Okay, you don't want to sneeze. All right, cool. Um, My nose is itchy. Let me keep going. Um, Check, you know, whatever house it would be respective to your sun, moon, and rising, right? You're, you're getting it in all three of those areas of your life. I'm just realizing that um, for myself. And it's just very, not necessarily profound, but it's just like, my God. <laughs> my God. Um, the... Pluto has its associations with a lot of different things. Um, What we've experienced over the last five months that Pluto has been retrograde is this really, really deep emotional purging. Um, We've been dealing with our hidden drive, um, the the warlike nature within ourselves, the war that's being fought within ourselves, one that is societally constructed, right? Which is why we see all of these themes around 
you know, racism and capitalism and, and politics and, you know, and even just the way that we look at money and value, all of those things are coming up because we're dealing with how unsustainable this is. And I'll also say I've had a lot of conversation. Let me preface by saying this. You know, I'm not a socialist. Um, they don't feel like anything is wrong with people being socialists. That's just not what I believe in. Um, that's just not what um, I think of. Um, but I also think that capitalism is trash. I'm just going to put that out there. Um, I understand that everybody doesn't agree with that either. That's absolutely fine. Right? Um, I don't agree with any economic system that's been created with under white supremacy. See? So, like, what? Anyway. Let me stop. Um, and so um, I've had lots of conversations with people about redefining success and, and money and being able to, like, exist and thrive within the world outside of the capitalist way of being and that's very difficult to do and to think about because for the most part those ideas don't really exist um or they've been painted as um what is that word that they use to describe indigenous people it's you know like um or even just ancients it's like it's viewed as kind of like feudal um that's not the word uncivilized um i'm going to google cuz i need to get this word um Mm-hmm. Um, barbarian, no, I think y'all know what I'm talking primitive, primitive. Yes, um, primitive, even though these are things that, you know, being able to create value systems and structures that uphold these value systems have been done in a variety of different ways for literally thousands and thousands of years. But for some odd reason, we're taught that this, the way that we conceptualize economics, which again is conceptualized through the ideal deals of white philosophers, right? When you think about um, Adam Smith and all the other um, Brits and other people who, who created the, these ideas. And even these ideas that have created this country as well, right? There's a lot to kind of unpack there when we think about the philosophies that have created the way that our society exists now. Remember, the United States is called the the great experiment, right? Um, And to be quite honest, the thing with experiments is, at least with the scientific method, right? It's okay to tweak things, right? And, And it's okay to come to the conclusion that something doesn't work. But for some odd reason, there is this obsession with fixing and reframing and uh, 
what's the other reforming oh we need to reform no that doesn't work because nothing about this experiment none of the factors in it are working it's not sustainable it's not sustainable it's not sustainable right and so again with this conversation coming up in a lot of different ways the ways that we do politics is not sustainable the way that law enforcement exists right now is not sustainable the way that we treat our earth is not sustainable the way that we treat each other is not sustainable the way that we think about money the way that we think about real estate business the way that we literally think about everything is not sustainable and we're at a turning point now that pluto is direct and with sitting in this deacon um, related to the Virgo fixing things, right? The, the third deacon is all about the, the mercurial energy. Um, we have the opportunity and the decision over the next couple of years leading up to this Pluto return, Jesus Christ, um, in which we have the opportunity to fix things and understanding that a part of fixing things sometimes is dismantling and trying to do something completely different. The thing about Pluto is it is the embodiment of the phoenix energy. The phoenix rises from the ashes, but the ashes are indicative of death. It has to die. It's the tower energy in a way where it's like there's this... um, if anyone is familiar with the vice versa tarot, it's really dope. It's really cool. Um, in terms of like the concept, I don't necessarily like the style of the, the artwork, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Libra season, eh, aesthetics. <laughs> um, but there's the, the depiction of the tower. So it, the vice versa deck, it has versions of the card on each side of it, right? And um, in the basically on the side on one side you see the back of the tower and you see that it's hollow you see that there was nothing in it to begin with right and so with this discovery of this unsustainability there is this realization that what we were working to sustain what the tower that we were trying to maintain was literally hollow There was nothing there. As substantive as we wanted it to be, we decorate it, we make it beautiful, we spread stories and ideas about it, and it's just not anything. There's nothing in it. It's an empty building, right? We can sit here and talk about how we need to fill up the building with beautiful things. And it's like, no, it was empty to begin with because there was no, it wasn't substantive to begin with. A lot of things, um, themes that kind of will come up are things around taboos, um, things around radical change, misuses of power the issue of pollution, addressing the collective shadow. What I just described sounds like a collective shadow, right? Repressed feelings, letting go of the old, and the discovery of hidden gifts. I think there's something with Pluto to under, to realize um, that underneath 
I think when we realize that the the ground is, you know, that it's that the the tower is hollow in dismantling it and taking down the building there's a new found uh, appreciation and understanding of what it takes to craft and build something and in knowing that there is the possibility to create and maintain something that's hollow on the very opposite end of the spectrum is also the opportunity to create and build something substantive right with Pluto it's always about what you do with it um It's about the things that secretly take a hold of you. And so to a certain extent, it's like there is this way, you know, words that people utilize to describe um, Pluto are like manipulation, um, a compulsion or an obsession. And I think when we talk about Pluto through the lens of Capricorn, those the obsession that we have with living in this world and trying to make it work for us when it literally has been made not to work for us, right? Especially when we're talking about like BIPOC, Black, Indigenous, and people of color, and even to a certain extent, um, women, you know, uh, religious minorities living in the United States, you know, people you know, non-binary people, trans people, queer people, you know, and it's like trying to exist and live and thrive in a, in this obsession with trying to fit and blend into this world that just doesn't make sense for you, right? There was this, um, (sighs) there have been a number of things that I've seen, uh, well, let me say these three things. So I had a really great conversation with um, a friend, a new friend, um, who is going through, a, a, a has went, sim- recently went through something that I'm going through at this time, um, or need to, you know, my button pushing. Um, and when we were talking, she was talking about how, you know, in the way that we navigate world the world right now and life it's all about the maintenance of the existing lifestyle if that makes sense so you work for a company um they rent you for a certain amount of money All they give you a certain amount of vacation days, they give you a certain amount of things that will allow you to sustain yourself to continue to operate and function for that job. It will never be about functioning for you, it's all about working in the confines of what you're allowed to or have access to, given what they're renting you for, right? And so, like, a lot of us. You know, you have this dream of, you know, it becomes that your time and energy is invested in doing things that better that entity or that being rather than really bettering yourself, right? 
granted there are roles and things that people would let you and think about it literally all of the the way the jobs that exist and the ways that people contribute to society are literally based on the roles and structure that exists there's only fast food workers because there is a fast food industry I'm pretty sure not everyone that's working in fast food wants to be a fucking chef, right? When we think about societies and, um, it, you know, other primitive or ancient societies that have, you know, outdated ways of doing things, people did things that they enjoyed, right? People didn't do things just because they need money, just to be sustained within a system. Granted, that was a part of it, right? But there was a way that the civilization was able to exist that cultivated the talents of people and didn't really have to create nonsensical things to uphold a hollow tower if if that makes sense I'm sorry I use fast food as an example I'm sorry if I wasn't trying to shade anybody but like no but like you know what I mean like there are certain jobs and things that just only exist because the space for them to exist the way that they do has been created but that doesn't mean that it's a necessary and integral part of society if that makes sense which is why they have shown you through artificial intelligence that these that these jobs and these roles to a certain extent um don't even really need to exist they can become automated right And so I think what we will see, especially given the fact that artificial intelligence is a thing, is that the way that we conceptualize work um, and contributing to to society and living in a society is going to shift dramatically within the next couple of decades, right? Um, And I think that offers everyone else in the meantime, if you have the privilege to have, you know, the the time and energy to really be able to think about ways to exist and and thrive outside of just surviving that's an important thing for us to kind of do right um and this is an audit that we do of ourselves emotionally physically financially you know on on all levels another thing i saw somebody tweet um that the earth and the world are two different things. The world is created, right? And the earth is real. And I, it made something click to me that, that I've explored uh, very briefly before but never really understood. Alana Fairchild, let me find this deck has a oracle deck the sacred oracle sacred rebels oracle and one of the cards that has been very confusing to me that i just now recently understood let me find it because i don't want to mess up what it says exactly and maybe i'll read this to you guys it might be important It probably is because I'm thinking of it now. Mm -mm -mm. Sorry. 
where in the world not of the world and to me that didn't really make sense because I until right now was unable to differentiate between what it means to be in the world but not of the world and to know that I am in the world but I am of the earth that made sense to people it need to make sense for oh this is perfect oh listen 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 it is safe for you to become naked with life this doesn't necessarily mean stripping off and running wild in public it doesn't it does mean stripping back your beliefs strongholds and mental or emotional security blankets so that you can live with less obstruction than ever before imagine the conditioning that has kept life away from you just kept in dropping out kept it dropping out of your hands life like keys coins or clocks conditioned beliefs about money time security having locking away holding and controlling can be surrendered and allowed to fall away what would it be like to feel as though you were on holiday every day perhaps there would be a softening in your way with life an implicit trust in its flow and a faith in the ability of time to bend and stretch as needed so that all may be accomplished. It is an advanced stage of our spiritual relationship with life that we are able to stay, that we are able to feel held within a sufficiently enough to surrender our defenses layer by layer and nakedly accept that what is. This oracle comes as a message to you. Sometimes we need our defenses. And at other times, it is clear we are outgrowing them. There is something that you have outgrown. It has to do with your ideas about productivity, time, control, and money. It has to do with abundance, trust, and living with the fundamental belief that everything is going to turn out okay. You are ready to be much more vulnerable and exposed in life. You don't have to hide behind being organized, perfect, in control, or financially secure and stable, nor do you need any other acceptable social face. It is time for you to loosen the strings of your own controlling nature. You are too tight and too restrictive for you anyway. You were born to live in a much freer way. When you live as you innately are, rather than how you have been conditioned to be, you will experience greater joy, freedom, and support. When you are not resisting yourself or resisting life, there is less resisting that you need as it comes to you. If you have also drawn the oracle of faith in the process, this is the particularly strong message for you. Ooh, I literally just tattooed the word faith on my body last week. Isn't that funny? The message is that you are shedding. It might be an identity. It might be a status symbol such as a car home or suburb it could even be a socially admired relationship you are shedding because no matter what the appearance of things these old forms were too constricting for you it is almost like your spirit was trying to walk 
about in shoes several sizes too small. They were starting to pinch and seams were ripping and eventually they would fall apart completely. Likewise, you are being stripped of internal beliefs that are failing you, perhaps internally as well. Whether this seems to be your choice or not, make no mistake, it is your own spirit in cahoots with the loved spirit that has brought this situation about. You are being guided to trust. If you have also drawn the oracle of trust yourself, then you are not only being guided to rely on life, but also on your own inner knowing because at some level, you get it. You understand and know that this is all freeing you. After letting go, there comes a temporary emptiness that provides a greater space for fulfillment to come forth. Now, I say this with a grain of salt. Um, Someone, I think sun opposite moon um, on Twitter, um, another astrologer, was talking about, like, there have been a lot of, you know, uh, rightfully so, a lot of people within the spiritual community and, and have channeled messages about money um, and about, uh, you know, I've mentioned this before about new earth and like there being this new framing and this new idea, ideation around money that's coming in. And they mentioned that a lot of that this conversation is typically held by like white spiritual folks and kind of um, bringing in awareness of like, why aren't uh, we seeing black, indigenous, people of color having these conversations about also having a, these conversations about reframing money. I do see that happening. I see it on a very like uh, within the spaces that I choose to be a part of, especially spaces that are like liberation focused rather than uh, reform, reformation, uh, reforming uh, focused. Um, sorry, I just, as you can tell, I don't believe in the idea of reform. What the fuck does that mean when something is broken to begin with, to reform something that's broken? Get the fuck out of here. Anyway, I don't um and um yeah and so it was just like this um sorry I got distracted (laughs) lol um so like having to um you know again us not being present at those conversations at least not on a spiritual level right and so you know, and, and with that, and you can go look at um, there. Um, for those who are on who follow me on Twitter, I'll make sure to retweet the, the post tomorrow. Um, but, you know, why aren't we present in those conversations? Um, and again, I think so many of us, unfortunately, are are trapped and um, obsessed with trying to make money work and you know I've talked about this before where there there's this conversation around like uh black wealth building oh that's what's gonna save black people and it's just like no that's not what's gonna save black people trying to exist within a capitalist structure that's not meant for us to thrive and exist because racism is embedded in it is not going to work for black people period right and so kind of like being able to kind of see that and 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 see that we're not in these conversations about money but I also still see a lot of like things around like oh money manifestation and this and I've I've seen an abundance of this shit and I'm just like what the fuck is like what is this 
can like can we think about new ideas around money can we think about new ideas around having these conversations with each other about money i've seen the you know and structure and society as the way it is there this is a time in which it is ripe for since pluto is what at 20 degrees yeah so it's right at the beginning again we're starting all over where it's like okay we were at 23 degrees we're gonna go all the way back to 20 now we're gonna try this shit again right let's think about it let's think about something different let's reframe the way that we look at society this is a time for dreaming this is a time for imagining um and this is a time for expanding the way that we think about these things so that we can create new structures so that we can build new structures when Saturn is conjunct Pluto on January 12th I think it's a very great time for people in organizing spaces people who do liberation work who do social justice work to buckle down around what that vision is it will probably be a time in which we'll see a lot of different um uh, some of the most important parts of people's platforms politically for this upcoming election will be abundantly clear during that time as well, right? And as, especially in terms of seeing the agendas of, of different people coming out at that time as well as we think about what's new for being built. What is new, what is to be built, what is new? Not to talk about you know, to kind of continue this conversation since the election is such a really big thing that's kind of happening, especially given that the Capricorn energy is extremely important in the United States birth chart. Um, There is a um, people like Andrew Yang and Marion Williamson, regardless of whether the fuck they even make it to become the fucking candidate whatever that doesn't matter what does matter is that they are two individuals in my opinion that add a varying perspective around what it what governance means and what governance can look like and they serve as a very public example of the ways that we need to reframe the way that we think about society the way that we think about government, the way that we think about our structures, right? Even with, um, and, you know, Yang and the, the universal basic income thing, I need to do a whole thing on this. I promise you guys I will, because I know that so many people are like, oh, this is so fucking interesting. It is. It's fascinating. Um, but, uh, you know, with the whole universal basic income thing, you know, that is another way that we're reframing the way that we look at money and value. And a lot of the argument against that is centered around scarcity and limitation. That's a really big thing with the Pluto archetype that you'll see is that the misuse of power and the manipulation and the um, subversion comes from a place of fear, fear mongering and limitation and the scarcity mindset that is embedded into capitalism. Here's the thing, abundance as a mindset does not work within the capitalist structure. It does not because capitalism is always centered around there being haves and have-nots, right? 
Oh, interesting. Oh, how is it that we're talking about abundance and law of attraction when exactly? It fucking exactly. It don't make no sense. So even the way that we think about spirituality and this shit that people are spewing to you about spirituality, you need to think about it within the paradigm that we exist in because that doesn't fucking make sense. It just doesn't. It does not. It doesn't. The, the way that we try to exist within the world and integrate, you know, I think that's why as you become a more, you know, spiritually advanced person, the more fucking frustrating life becomes because shit just doesn't fucking make sense. But again, in the world, not of the world. And so if going back to that idea there, if there is an opportunity given the fact that the world is something that is constructed and society is something that is constructed, we have an opportunity to construct something else, right? And so being able to kind of think about for yourself, even within your own life, you know, and again, this relates to anything. This can be relationship-wise, this can be career-wise, this can be personal. For the most part, it's probably on every single level. Like I just said a little bit earlier, where is there an opportunity for me to step outside of this blueprint and this created world and make a different one, right? But also, what are the things that we can do to support individuals that are living in a space in which they are in the world and are experiencing what it's like to be of the world. There are a lot of people who don't have the privilege or opportunity to step outside of that at this time. And that is why there is a certain amount of responsibility that we have to one another, but also to understanding and developing and reframing these ideas for ourselves, so that other people can see those possibilities and we can provide access to those possibilities as well. So there's a lot of really kind of like deep and intense work um, to kind of be thought about regarding, you know, th- those particular things. The thing about the Pluto energy is that I feel like at its best, it is the realization of personal power, the realization of personal privilege, and you being able to then share and spread and utilize that with other people. That's what empowerment is about, right? It's being able to to acknowledge and know what is kind of held um, within you. Being able to kind of unlock that for yourself and then being able to share that and use that with other people. It's the courage to face the limitation um, and the fears that you have around the structures that have been created in your society and the things that you've been socialized to believe and experience, right? It's about letting go and it's about involving. But if you're not able to do that, it can become about being self-destructive. It can become about creating a larger shadow, It can create the desire for you to want to dominate and control other people. And ultimately kind of feeding into the collective shadow. I think we've seen on Twitter from a very particular person, (laughs) the perfect example of that, right? I'm going to take a quick break. Um, That was an intro that melded into this thing. Um, When I get back, we'll talk about the... Um, Astro a little bit more 
and then we'll be Gonington till next week. Okay. <clears throat> I feel like, do we even need to keep going? I think given that context, right? And there are plenty of things that I did not see before that I see now. So, there is a trine between the Ascendant, which is in Virgo, and Uranus. And I need you guys to pay attention the next couple of days. I remember in the Virgo season episode, I had said there were a lot of secrets, um... And, and things that needed to come out that weren't yet ready to come out. And this week, um, especially given the fact that Mercury will be opposite Uranus, the secrets will likely come out, right? Especially um, during this, this week. Um, and so it's all of that is centered around there being an addiction, a depth perception that Mercury in Scorpio provides us around our ideas, again, around value and the things that need to shift and change. So again, all of that mercurial energy is also directed, it's also about fixing. And so what's happening is Mercury and Scorpio is like, okay, um, so I see this is the foundation you have. And Uranus and Taurus is like, uh, yeah. Mercury and Scorpio is like, okay. Um, mind you, Uranus and Taurus is like, uh, a bull in a china shop, right? And honestly, I think Mercury being a little more kind of smooth talking and um, investigative and prying um, is gonna kind of shake up Uranus, right? Um, in Taurus, which is already like kind of just like sitting on a landmine, like wait, waiting to explode because there's this, um, as the Uranian energy is still trying to like shift and change, there's a certain amount of holding on that the Taurian energy does that it's like, no, 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 no. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And Venus is in Libra right now. So there is this obsession with creating, but maintaining balance and harmony. And so it's just kind of like, uh, Mercury being that it's like trickster, like energy is like, ah, so, um, yeah, that foundation you have, it's a little shaky, isn't it? And Uranus is like, nope, it's it's fine. And Scorpio, are you sure? 
yeah, it's absolutely, okay, well, you know, I noticed that this, there's a crack here, there's a crack there, there's a leak there. You sure you're good? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Kind of ruffled up a little bit, knocked something over, fuck, you know? And then it just becomes one thing after another. And so it could be that prying is what gets you the surprise information um, that you didn't want or that you did know was there. Um, that you needed, but it's kind of like slowly just watching something fall apart and the pieces not just not adding up, right? And then Mercury's job afterwards is to kind of clean up and be like, yeah, see, I told you now, now that everything in this China shop is broken, what do we do now? What's next? Right. And um, being that Pluto is chilling in in the fifth house. So the fifth house, it has its associations with pleasure and and hedonism. But there's a really big element of um, things you do now that you regret later or that have some sort of consequence. The fifth house is actually a pretty dark place to be quite honest. Lots of fifth house people, as I learned from um, Adam Ellen Boss when he did his workshop about the houses, is that lots of times, you know, fifth house people can come up with really amazing, I am a fifth house person, Um, usually have like a very dark origin or a dark place that they've come from in which they're able to kind of create this layer of of beauty on top of it. This is the, the joy of Venus. Venus does very well in this house, right? Because it's like, oh, this is about fun. This is about play. It's kind of like, you know, in the way that, you know, our society works, happy hour and all of these other things are all, you know, societal constructs and creations that are centered around helping you escape and and feel temporarily free from your duties and responsibilities to the world. But at the end of the day, you always have to go back to those things, right? And so what we find with Pluto there is that the life that we have created for ourselves now is finally catching up to us, whether that's in a good way or a bad way. Most of the time, it's going to be in a bad way. Not like bad, like, oh, no, 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 you shouldn't have done that. But in the fact that you see that there's something that you need to change and shift about your life um, to recreate that new template, that new paradigm, you know, that new, you know, we were talking about life building, that new life and world and societal view that you're creating for yourself, you know, there has to be a realization of all of the ways that you've kind of fed into creating and maintaining something that was not sustainable and being able to be honest with yourself about that and make those decisions, you know, from there and and be able to, you know, put your big girl pants on and be like, hey, look, or your big they pants on and be like, look, that this wasn't what I should have been doing. And now I need to go into a very different direction. And the 
there is a sextile between um, the Saturn, Pluto, and Neptune. And again, going back to that idea of that dream that you kind of cultivated for yourself and that you've been working through as Jupiter was square Neptune, you have this opportunity, being that it's in the seventh house, um, for you to say, okay, these are my dreams realized. Or these, you know, given the fact that this chapter in this cycle of something that is unsustainable is slowly toppling and slowly coming to an end, what is it that I envision? What is that greater thing that I envision? The seventh house is all about joining or becoming a part of something greater to create a new new way of reframing the world and society is that it it is that thing right and so being able to kind of cultivate and and create that for yourself and then again one of the things that you might butt your heads with given the fact that venus is in this in Libra and is in this square to this energy is that you feel the the constraint of money you feel the constraint of value of relationships you know of of people and the expectations of other people and how you'll have to temporarily let them down or let some of, go of some of those things or sacrifice temporary harmony and balance and the aesthetic of something to be able to create and formulate something bigger and greater in the long term and i think that's what makes this energy really scary and what makes this week so contentious if you felt this really weird brewing and this really like just dark scorpio death-like energy that that you've been felt succumbed by it is this energy because it really is just kind of radiating and just like leaking out everywhere because it's literally asking us to completely rethink our world and like realize and being able to separate the world from the earth and then be able to separate your idea of the world from this really fucked up idea of the world that exists right now and be able to get people on that train because this shit right here is not sustainable and you can either sit on a sinking ship or you can get the fuck okay that is literally the choice because you know it 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 just is right we have the midheaven is gemini so there definitely is an element of uh creativity the embodiment of that trickster energy Another amazing conversation that I've had with someone, um, shout out to Ade, um, about trickster energy, especially being taken on by ancestors to trick colonizers. (laughs) It's in the myth, it's in the people, not the myth, it's in the reality of the people, right? And so if you think about the the mercurial archetype in mythology, there was a number of roles that Mercury played within stories in being able to kind of recreate and reframe, um, not recreate, but like comp- bring and create completely new things out of fucking, out of nonsense, out of fuckery. If you think about the story of... Um, how the peacock came into existence 
this is the perfect example of the mercurial energy. Zeus was cheating on um, Hera, right? Like he usually was. He was fucking with the person, the, the chick named Io, and had a son with Io, right? And then I think they hid the child. I'm sorry if I messed this up, but listen. And so he turns Io into a cow because Hera, Juno, whatever his shawty name was, is out here looking for this bitch. Like, where is this bitch that you was cheating on me with? And he like, I don't fucking know. And so she peeps the cow, right? And she like, something is up with this cow. I know this cow. This man has disguised this bitch as a heifer, right? I know he has. And so she sends the a giant that's covered in eyes to watch this cow to see if it changes back into a person so that he she can expose G- Zeus for cheating even though he's been cheating this whole time sis like why look we gonna talk about Greek mythology one day and how it's patriarchal as fuck and it is an example of how Greek philosophy and Roman philosophy is also centered around patriarchy and white supremacy. This shit is, it's a tale as old as time. It's very obvious and evident there. Like, why would that exist in your myths? Why would the disrespect of the feminine and disrespect of women exist in your mythology? That's neither here nor there. Let me stop. Anyway, so the giant is watching the cow and Zeus is like fuck Hermes can you fix this Hermes is like cool I got you Hermes goes up to the giant is like hey what's up what's good you know like you trying to hear some music and he's like yeah and so he's rocking it out he's jamming he's playing music they're like oh okay I see this is a bop yes okay like I can get with this and Hermes is like ah, yeah this is so fun why the fuck are you still away okay and so he starts to play the music to make him fall asleep and so eventually he falls asleep and then I don't remember what happens but basically the eyes get taken off of the the giant and put onto the motherfucking peacock anyway i know that that's probably an important part of the story i don't remember that however do you get the point right it's an an understanding of the existing existing constraints and utilizing of the the trickster nature and energy to be able to create and formulate something new something beautiful um and something that adds value it's literally you know nature itself is an is the embodiment of the venusian energy just by existing it has value um and being able to create a new being that possesses value and beauty right and when we think about the whole uranus and taurus thing it's all about reframing our ideas around value and um value and beauty and value systems and structure and stability you know we i've even you know and so being able to like reframe what it looks like to create value 
is a really big and important conversation that we should be having with ourselves because from that place, that is where we will be able to create new structures and new societies and a new way of understanding the earth and and reframing, you know, all of those little things, right? And so that's where it starts. It starts with that, that root, you know? And so we have the opportunity now to kind of, to continue to kind of explore that idea um, and be like, what does it take? What things do I need to fix? uh, Virgo ascendant, you know, through the perspective of fixing, where are my ideas about value? Where do they need to be shifted? Where is there more room to give? Where is there more room to receive? Where am I afraid of losing? Where, how can I transform that into um, the desire to, into, and into an opportunity to be able to constantly be in a, a flow of receptivity, right? Going back to, you know, Alana Fairchild and the be, it's in the world, not of the world, you know, being able to completely rethink all of those things is what is going to uh, allow the space for you to really tear down that hollow tower that exists within your life. We have Mars moving into Libra tomorrow. So decision-making is going to be very difficult, right? And there's going to be a question of, and there is a question right now of, how do I heal? How do we heal? How do we heal identity especially when so much of it is structured around living in this world and existing in this world. And I'm being told that this world is not sustainable. So what does that mean about me? If I'm being told that none of what's working right now is going to work, or none of that what exists right now is going to work, what does that mean for me? right? These aren't easy questions. And to be quite honest, they're not things that you need to have answers about right away. But it's definitely a a process that we're being eased into very slowly to kind of integrate these new ways of thinking and these new ways of reframing our existence um, and our occupancy on this earth, in this country, in this society, in this world, uh, you know, and None of that is easy. All of that is difficult, right? And so, you know, the moon was, I'm sorry, the sun was opposite Chiron a couple of days ago. Um, And there again was this, you know, what does, what do my relationships to other people mean? What parts of me are unhealed that show up in my relationships? And then as the sun is starting to approach Saturn and Pluto, it will then be about how relationship obligations either are life building or life destroying. Right now we're working with a crescent moon. So it's about struggling out of past conditions and dependencies which seem to hold on to you. 
the emotional risk-taking and expansiveness we must embrace to shift and transition our relationships and our lives in, um, is, is incredibly important. Boundaries are hard to maintain when your body is telling you something different. Boundaries are hard to maintain when the world is telling you something different, when society is telling you different, when you're literally being told that you don't have enough, when your bank account literally shows you that you don't have enough, right? And so it's not that I don't have the answers to any of these things. And I barely have the answers to how these things exist in my life. But this, uh, to be quite honest, is an invitation um, to reframe it's just an invitation and I invite you guys to take it let's talk about this Chandra symbol that I'm be out a relay race the value of competition in developing group consciousness. Ooh, this is good. Here we are no longer dealing with competition between individuals, but with competition between groups of individuals who take turns successfully in order to maximize the group effort and the possibility of outstanding results. The whole of civilization is a vast kind of relay race in which groups of people and generations carry the torch of what we call progress. He put quotation marks around progress. Major achievements result from the sum total of human strivings. The first symbol of the 59th sequence stresses one especially dynamic aspect of group performance. Whatever this symbol appears, it emphasizes the value of group cooperation and a necessary give and take. One must seek to relate and adjust one's strength to challenge presented by to the challenge presented by competitors in dynamic interchange. But it goes to show that the sustain that the structure only exists and the notion of progress and the notion of achievement only exist if we allow it to exist the way that it does and so to opt out and choose something different and to build something different is difficult but it's necessary you guys know that i fucking love me some emergent strategy and one thing that was to talk about this immersion every single episode because it was so amazing you know one thing that's incredibly you know that came up a lot was that we have a lot of expectations for government. We have these expectations for, you know, at our job, at blah, blah, blah. But for some odd reason, we don't have, we don't, all these things that we want, we can't even create and replicate on a one-on-one level. And I have this argument with people at work all the time where it's like, oh, I didn't want to say anything because like if I say something then you know this might happen or this and I'm like okay it why are you complaining about this system 
or dynamic that exists within this group and this space if you're not willing to do anything to challenge it. And the fear associated with doing so, but also the accountability piece, Pluto in Capricorn is also about a fear of accountability and responsibility. That piece of things is centered around a knowing that we so many times sit back and allow because we're afraid. And that's real. So much of life is just kind of like letting it happen the way that it does because we fear that if we were to interject something bad might happen we might lose a job we might lose a friend we might lose a this we might lose a that and all of this fear of destroying hollow structures is really just one self-sabotaging and self-destructive But it also is a testament to the personal power that we have. If you can say one thing and everything falls apart. Yeah, oh, I lost this, I lost that. But that itself shows you the power that you possess. Especially when what you're doing comes from a very pure place. You know that you're not doing wrong. What it tells you is where everyone else stands, it does not tell you where you stand, right? And so being able to own that. And so there is an another kind of underlying element of being able to own our personal power, knowing that it is destructive, but knowing that that's not something to be feared, and that there is a responsibility and an accountability that we have to ourselves to stand in the face of darkness and also to be centered around evolving and self-transformation. Nothing moves unless you do. Period. Okay. This was a surprisingly interesting episode. I liked this. And now I need to go to bed because it is 12-12. Boo! Thank you so much for listening. I will be back with the full moon episode. I'm we're going to get back to Tuesday releases. I promise. I'm trying to figure out how to do that. I think not this next not next week, but the week after, if not the first week of November. I'm sorry, the second week of November will be good, okay? I am going on there will not be an episode on November 5th. I'm going to tell y'all now, there will not be an episode on November 5th. Why? I need a break. Lots of life changes and happenings are going on right now, and I will need a break. I already know, so I've integrated that into things. If you would like to support, you can book a reading. Um, I'm going to be doing, I'm going to, so another thing, if you do follow me on Instagram, I am changing up the way that I'm doing bookings and everything, because again, a lot of major life changes happening over the next month. Please email me to book a reading. 
youwomanyou.astro at gmail.com. It is in the description box. If you'd like to purchase a reading for somebody else, you can also do that, which is really cute and really sweet. Um, you can also support by donating or tipping me for the free content that I give you every single week. Because I love you. Um, that's it for now. Again, thank you so much for listening. I love, love, love every last one of you. And we'll talk for the explosive and exciting full moon in Aries.